Hi everyone, welcome back to Outside the Orange Bubble. This is Stephanie, and I wanted to quickly say sorry for my super loud computer fan when I was recording the intro with Archika. And I also wanted to add that now that I know how to correctly pronounce Antea's name, that in this episode, Alina will be interviewing Antea, who is from Albania, and I really loved their interview. So I hope you enjoy it as well. Hello and welcome back to Outside the Orange Bubble. I'm Stephanie and today I'm here with... How are you doing, Archika? I'm doing very well. I have to say, this is the one time I can say this, but I finished a P-set that's due this Sunday on a Wednesday. So... Oh, I'm the complete opposite. I started and finished a chem P-set due tonight, right before this. That's like peak efficiency. The issue with that statement, though, is that I haven't started a piece set which is due on Friday, so technically my priorities are a bit misaligned, but I was like, I'm just going to do the one that, like, I think is easier first, because my brain was not in the mood to really work work, if you know what I mean. Oh my gosh, talk about efficiency. I think, I feel like so many things I do next Monday, because we got back from all break on a Wednesday, and now, like, the shift is off, so it's really throwing me off, but yeah. Besides classes, has there been anything interesting happening? My dog's birthday is next week. So I've been trying to, I contacted the shelter that we got her from because we got her in a litter of eight puppies. And I was like, hey, can you give me the contact of the other puppy <laughs> Yeah, we can get them reunited. Um, so we'll see how that works out. I have the numbers of like two people, like nice and So hopefully, hopefully we can throw a birthday party, but yeah, what about you? Any podcasts you've been listening to other than... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been listening to Michelle Obama's podcast, which is always so... It always lifts my spirits because Michelle Obama, she has such a good girl gang. And she like I, I was listening to one episode where she and a bunch of girlfriends were talking about their lives and everything. And I was like, man, to be Michelle Obama's friend, yeah, that would just be the life. But yeah, I aspire to be like her. And maybe this podcast isn't up to her level. Maybe it is. But, you know, I highly recommend. And now that I'm thinking about Michelle Obama, I'm also thinking about the election coming up. So Mm -hmm. go out and vote, everyone. Yeah, Yeah. I think I talked about this in the last one with Joe. I'm not old enough to vote, but you can vote, right, Rochika? I didn't get my ballot. Everyone in my family got a ballot except for me. I feel like the election is coming up so quickly and I don't know how to handle. I know. Yeah, it's so funny that you were listening to Michelle Obama's podcast because I've kind of gone down a a rabbit hole on YouTube of Barack and Michelle Obama like funny clips or like. It's so cute. So good. It reminded me of when we had dignity in the uh, White House. (laughs) I'm not throwing any shade at all. Please go out and vote. I mean, if there's one thing we can do to convince you, I guess we can say it as many times as we can. But um, yeah, no, it's very important to use your vote and to use your voice in our democracy, just so transparent and so not flawed. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah. Anyways, who is coming up next on today's podcast? Do you know? Today, Alina will be interviewing Antea. We don't know if we're pronouncing your name right. We're really sorry, but um, I believe she's an international student, right? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, and she was really sweet. She DM'd us on Instagram and saying how she enjoyed our podcast, and we we sent it in our little group chat. We're like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. Yeah, no, we will definitely enjoy listening to her too. I can guarantee it. So yeah, that's what's coming up next. And Stephanie, do you have anything to add before we head on over to Alina's segment? No, I don't. But I hope everyone is doing great. We're few days, definitely not a few days, a few weeks off from Thanksgiving break. But, you know, hang in there, especially to my 201, math 201 peeps, because we just had an exam today and it was not great. But you got this. You got this. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Well, hello, guys. And for this week's episode, we have Antea um, from Albania. And before we begin, Antea told me she would tell me an interesting story about her name, which is really pretty. And I really want to know the story. So, Antea, the stage is yours. So, yeah, so the story behind my name is when, when my mom was, um, when my mom was pregnant with me, she didn't really know what name to give me. So she was struggling for a while to like find something that she really liked and she, you know, so, um, she was always fascinated by Greek mythology a lot. So she wanted to choose something that was related to Greek mythology that had some sort of significance. And she was very, um, she really liked the myth of uh, Anteo, which is this giant. I mean, I, that's the boy name, but I'm a girl, so Antea. <laughs> so um, the, the myth of that is that uh, Antea was, uh, well, Anteo was the son of the earth and, well, the type, so Gaia. And, um, Gaia said to him, as long as your feet are touching the ground, you will always have strength. So as long as you're sort of rooted and you know where you come from and all that, you will know you will have the strength and power to defeat anything. And the whole point of that story is that the way that he kind of perished was because he he jumped and then Hercules strangled him. So that's like a whole thing. But the whole point of the story is that um, as long as you know where you come from, as long as you don't lose your roots, let's say you will always have strength, which is kind of interesting for me as a person. And it's kept me sort of grounded my entire life with my culture and where I come from. So it's definitely a name that has a lot of significance to me. And I've always liked it as a name because it just has so much um, significance to it. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I kind of remember the story now that you said it but yeah that was a good refresher and that's really cool being named after a greek uh, mythology story um so do you consider yourself a strong person (laughs) like no there is no athletic ability (laughs) in this body whatsoever i i wish there was i used to do i used to do swimming quite a bit when i was in high school actually i i did it since I was 11 years old until this year, until the coronavirus cut it mid-season. So it wasn't, I really didn't get to practice as, as much this year as I would have liked. So I've kind of lost my abilities, whatever I had before. But yeah, I, did, I, um, I wouldn't consider myself a strong person like physically. Like I'm also very short. So it's like, there's no, there's nothing scary in confrontation there. But I do, I would like to say that I am a strong person emotionally and mentally hopefully and we'll continue that's, that's to all be. we need that's all we need that's Wait, so, so how tall are you 
Okay, so I, I, I'm, well, okay, so I'm one meter 61 centimeters, which I, I think in feet that would translate to about like five, one, five, two. I'm five, two, so, two. Oh my goodness, we're, we have so much in common. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> I know, right? You're basically like an Albanian me. <laughs> yeah, it's twin flame. <laughs> basically, exactly. yeah. But yeah, okay, so I guess we should also explain a little what else we have in common, because we were just talking a little before we started recording, and I found out that Antea is actually pre-med as well, just as I'm planning on being, or hopefully being, and we're both looking into humanities majors, so that would make us humanities pre-meds. <laughs> Which is a strange combination to be, especially considering how a lot of pre-meds are usually usually have science-oriented majors. So it's definitely a small crowd to humanities yeah. and pre-med, for sure. Yeah, it is definitely a small crowd. And it's interesting because like just the nature, we were talking a little bit about this before, but just like the nature of the health profession calls on like the humanities as well, just as much as the science, because the science gives you the background knowledge. But yeah, that's interesting. So. Tell me, I mean, you told me a little bit of your experience, but tell me more about like your experiences, you know, being pre-med or like what chose you, what led you to be pre-med or if you have any like fun stories to share. So, uh, well, pre-med came from this. Uh, so I've always wanted, well, not, I don't want to say always, but um, in my family, like there's a word that they used to describe me because I'm a very calm person and I always like try to bring positive energy to everyone. And so they used to call me, there's an idiom in the Albanian language that's like, it's chamomile. Like when you describe a person as being chamomile, which is the calming one that puts you to, helps you sleep. It's, it's kind of like describing a person as being very calming and very helpful. So I was always described as that. Uh, my grandfather used to have a lot of um, health problems, especially related to his heart. So he, whenever I would like help him out with things, just like a walk or just bringing him food or something to help him, you know, just in general, he would just call me chamomile. And that kind of, it, it always sort of stuck with me. And then more into like why, so that was one reason. But then another reason was I, I used to do a lot of like first, I used to go to the Red Cross to volunteer and I did a lot of first aid teaching and it, just listening and teaching other people's how to help others kind of it always gave me a sense of purpose or like some sort of adrenaline and I knew I just knew that I had to go into some sort of health profession field I knew that it would give me some sort of purpose and it made me feel it gives me a lot of adrenaline and just makes me feel like you know I don't know how to describe it but it's such an interesting feeling and I knew it was for me so those are kind of the reasons but I'm sure that because they ask you to, I'm looking at like the essays that you need to do for med school and stuff like what are the prompts and it's like, why exactly do you want to be a doctor and I'm like, well, yeah. I don't quite know how to describe that in good terms quite right now, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. So yeah, those yeah. are some of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's really, that's, that's really heartfelt. And yeah, I understand like trying to quantify that into like an application can be hard because especially if it's, you know, coming from so many different sources. But yeah, I too feel like that gratification you get just from, you know, helping people is just like a whole other level. But yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And yeah, so I want to talk more about Albania because I have never met someone from Albania. So I want to learn more about like 
you know, what school there is like, your experiences with like, you know, Albanian culture, stuff like that. So anything you want to share, go ahead. Uh, sure. So I actually, I went to an international school. So um, I basically my education was always in English. Um, so it's kind of, it's different from the public school system in Albania, which unfortunately is not as good. I would say that I'm one of the fortunate people who was able to be at a school that could help you apply to the US or even in Europe. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was, but I was in an inter a very small international community. Like when people, <laughs> I, I, I loved reading um, at the beginning when I got accepted into Princeton on the Facebook group, people like, uh, you know, saying hi to <laughs> like, hi, I'm from this place. I was at a small school. My graduating class was like 150 people. My graduating class was 15 people. It is tiny, and it and two years before that, the graduating class was two people. So like, oh my I came, goodness, our high school was sixty people in total. So I I was friends with basically everyone of every age. Um, <laughs> so it's very very different, and um, it was definitely something else. Um, but yeah, and I'm actually the first person from my school ever to get into an Ivy League. So it was kind of a an achievement like it was unexpected and what an achievement that is amazing yeah, yeah so, but that's funny that you mentioned about the facebook group because i was probably one of the people who said i came i come from a small high school and my high school had a very 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 tiny graduating class of 246 which <laughs> is nothing compared to <laughs> compared to yours that's the size of our school so <laughs> It's so interesting. It's so oh I actually I was one of the things that I was worried about going into like Princeton was the, the size of the university. Rel like relatively the undergraduate population is relatively small compared to other universities. But me being from a class and knowing everyone so closely, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to make the same connections, like being able to make friends as easily and I would need to adjust to like a larger class, larger, um, yeah. So, but I find I, I haven't been struggling with that at all. People have been really, really like warm here and it hasn't felt like, you know, like people will, would ignore you or wouldn't know you. Like if you know someone, you'll say hi to them and that's about it. So it's, it's, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be. So yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah, I had kind of those, well, I mean, my fears were less compared to yours, obviously, because my class was a little bit bigger, and I kind of knew everybody, but with a class with like 250 people, you cannot know everyone well, right, up to the degrees, you probably knew people, so yeah, I've, I felt that too, but yeah, you're right, people here are a lot more friendlier than usual, that's, that's really cool, sure. <laughs> so that, that came out, that came out, um, in a different way than I meant it to be. But. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. So yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Like anything, if, well, I tell people that Albania has a really bad reputation of, in movies especially, like we're, we're known for being like this sort of mob-filled country. Really, it's Aww. a really safe country, but we're known for that. Like, have you, I don't know if you've watched the movie Taken with the no, very famous it's the very famous line where the guy goes, I will find you and I will yeah. kill you. So that movie, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that movie. Um, the kidnappers in that movie happen to be Albanian. 
and yes uh, i mean and so ever since then it's kind of had this this country has had this sort of like image and there was another movie that came out a few years ago called war dogs which gave the same image it made albania look like a war ridden country i find that very yeah. funny but if you come here it's def- it's not <laughs> it's not like that at all but i i find it funny because we're such warm people and then you see how the we're represented in from hollywood is kind of funny <laughs> yeah that's actually interesting so why do you think hollywood represents albania in this way do you have to know why i think i just think it's because it's, it's the uh i think albania is a post-communist country so every any post-communist country will be thought to be like russia so, so yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of feel not no offense like we're all like all post-communist countries are different but it'll have that sort of feel to it like um but actually the the movie well one of the movies that filmed albania quote unquote uh was in romania so completely different cities so like it's it's very completely different countries i mean so it's very so it's interesting is that i think it's just a lack of knowledge just stereotypes yeah. what you think what you hear and then portraying it in a certain way i mean i'm not saying that albania is the best country ever but i mean it could be represented differently of throughout. course yeah yeah that seems totally unfair like to be represented you know for characteristics that do not represent you at all but yeah so yeah so i'm guessing like was albania part of the ussr so they were all in that or were they I don't, i'm not sure i'm not part of the ussr but uh, definitely part of the eastern european communist countries that, oh okay i see so definitely influence so definitely eastern europe kind of so yeah so it's definitely it, it's it was communist for i think 50 60 years uh, i can't i don't know exactly but in the 90s when everything was dismantled it also became quote unquote democratic because it was chaos for them. but uh-huh. it, it's yeah so my parents lived through the communist era so uh, their, their their childhoods were during that time it was and sort of the stress that they kind of have is like whatever stress that they may have is is something that is reflected from their childhood because communism in albania i feel is like one of the is definitely one of the worst examples of communism it's not talked about but it is there was a complete lack of freedom of speech of what you could wear what you could what religion you could have complete lack of that people just starving all across the board so it was one of the worst examples and it's not talked about which i find kind of interesting i think it's just because it's such a small country and no one really knows much about it but it's mm-hmm. definitely it has a difficult history which is why some of the problems with it like its government now and how social issues kind of stem from unresolved problems that happened during communism but i think i think it's improving slowly and the more that like i definitely don't know much about communism i didn't live through that time but um just hearing my parents i think is enough for me to kind of under- get the gist of what it was like so yeah yeah Yeah, no that that sounds really um yeah cuz you would think then Albania would be a case study for, you know, this set of communism and how but the fact that I've never I didn't even know like about Albanian history and the fact that it was communist until you told me that. So the fact yeah. that that's not cuz communism immediately our minds go to Russia, right? It doesn't right. go to like China or China for that. Or China or like yeah, not like Albania which but you mentioned that it was worse there yeah it 
it really does make sense to kind of include more of that in as a case study and you know understand it a bit more but yeah, yeah. I find quite funny because hearing my parents and hearing their struggles and my relatives as well, I kind of funny, I kind of, I, <laughs> words, I find it kind of funny when um, I hear like in some of the classes when they use communism as an example of like what society could be, I'm like, yes, I mean, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand that the U.S. has never been communist, and I don't mm. think it will ever be, considering how, like, considering the politics there. But you do not want to be communist. It's very, very. It's something that something you'd never want to ever experience. So I find I find it funny when, uh, when like they try to professors, especially here, say another alternative to capitalism would be this. And I'm like, please, no, <laughs> let's not, let's not. <laughs> so it's very yeah. interesting. I'm also an international, so I can't really vouch for US social issues or politics either. And I'm not really familiar with them. So it's interesting to see um, in classes them using examples that mostly stem from like US politics and stuff. But that makes sense, of course. But I just yeah. find it interesting that there isn't, since there is an international body, there should be some examples other than just the U.S. But it's, of course, it's, yeah. I'm learning ev new things every day, so it's it's also good for me as well. I would <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that 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 does make sense. I mean, the fact that Princeton is in the United States might make it seem like, oh yeah, you know, all the classes are focusing on the United States, but given that. Princeton is, I mean, Princeton's not only serving like the US, right? They're also serving the international community. Um, they're catering to the international community, you know, they're in international news and stuff like that. So it does make sense why they would need to kind of widen their spread and their outreach and the, their information to just get like a broader sense. Yeah, that, yeah, that's totally understandable. I've been, sorry, I've had this question ever since the beginning and I haven't asked you yet, but what language do you speak in Albania? Albanian. <laughs> Albanian? The, oh, so that's an actual language? It's an actual language. It's actually, um, so this is, it's actually quite discussed that Albanian is a branch on its own. So out of all the European languages, if you put them on a tree with different branches, Albanian is its own sect. Like it's, it's related to nothing and nothing is related to it. So knowing Albanian is useless for you for other languages, <laughs> but it's like, it's useless because it's not connected to other languages. Right. At all. So there's nothing except probably Turkish, but it's it's the only reason I say that is because a lot of we well, Albania was um, conquered by the Ottoman Empire, so a lot of the words have been from Turkish are integrated into the Albanian language. But besides some like small words here and there, it's it's really its own language. Um, but the thing is, if you know Albanian, it's so easy to learn other languages because we have 36 letters in our alphabet. So that's 36 phonetic, different phonetic um, sounds. So you'll have like, for instance, TH, just TH is a letter on its own. Or there's, there's so many, or the double R. Or so it's really easy to learn other languages because you have so many phonetics. So you can easily pick up the accent or the, the way of speech, which I find very, very interesting. Um, so besides Albanian, most people know English here as well. Some people know Italian, but that's, or Russian, but that's more the older generation. Mm -hmm. And a small minority will know Greek, but that's mostly in the southern region where it is mostly 
of Greek ethnicity. I'm actually from the South, so I also have a Greek ethnicity with me as well. It's interesting because <laughs> those two um, identities um, are very um, polar, especially in this country, since there's a lot of like ethnic conflict as well with Albania and Greece. But it's, it's interesting to have so many different identities and to be able to speak lang different languages. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I find it interesting that what you said about Albania not being like really stemmed from any other language or anything. That's really, really interesting. So do you speak Albanian and Greek or? Uh, I wish I could speak Greek, but I don't. Um, I've been trying for years to learn it, but every time every time I sort of picked it up, the teacher would kind of move away. So like, I never really, um, I never really learned it. I would love to learn it one day because it's also another part. So I speak, well, I used to speak Spanish as well, but I forgot it. So just two languages as of now. Same, <laughs> yeah. same. I, I, I have, a, so if in my high school, if you took four years of Spanish, you would get the circuit mm -hmm. that said you were bilingual in Spanish. And uh -huh. I have the certificate and it's by my like cabinet. And every morning when I get up, it reminds me of what a failure I am at not being able to <laughs> like bilingually adapt at being like an imposter. But yeah, <laughs> I, I get you on that level. Imposter syndrome, but heightened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, yep, heightened imposter syndrome for sure. Well, uh, Antia, it was great chatting with you today and um you sound like a really interesting person you've had a lot of experiences and i would love to get to know you more in the future